Hello, world. Again, we are now recording episode two of the Storybrook Circus. We came back. We sure did. Okay. (laughs) Taryn's making dinner, apparently. Uh, How are you, Isla, since the last time we recorded our brand new podcast extravaganza? You know what is so cool? What? I was excited to do this again. I... I'm so excited about this show, and I don't know why I'm so giddy about it, because it's not like we've never done a podcast before, but there's something about also doing, like, TV review that makes me really happy. Like, I just love it. As somebody that loves TV so much and has always felt super guilty about it, now I have a purpose for yeah. TV, and it's awesome. Yeah. Specifically, yeah, the the, the love for, for TV and the love for a fantastic show. Once Upon a Time, from ABC. Uh, this show is, like, did you really, did, were you following along with the, like, pop culture stuff when this show was going on? Because no. there was a lot of talk and, like, people were, were, were buzzing about it. Because as the show goes on and characters get revealed, I remember it being a big deal. So the only part that I truly remember, like, being out there, I was also... S- still in high school when the show came out so i was very deep into like high school stuff at that point so a tv show about fairy tale people was not my thing okay um but that um frozen portion when that came out people were like oh my god of course they're bringing frozen into it right right i didn't watch frozen until i was out of high school so i was one of those people were just like frozen's taking over the world and then i watched it and i love frozen so I, I knew mean, that I like that was, person. like, a super big deal when it first came out. Yeah. But uh, much like WandaVision suffers from that is happening right now, uh, I feel like this show benefited a lot from binging it instead of waiting the week to see what weird direction that it goes or or if the next season kind of turns into something else. Um, so that's one of the advantages that uh, all of you listening get to experience as well. If you happen to never catch the show and are watching it for the first time with us, which would be weird considering it was out 10 years ago. But um, but now we can binge it all together and it'll be fun. And first, the thing I forgot to do at the beginning of the episode was start up our little uh, our little campfire that we have now so that we can imagine that we're uh we're camping out in the woods and we're like randomly watching once we're cozy in the forest in the forest isn't that great um so that's what we're uh that's what we're gonna do um so first things first we missed something last week uh which is we meant to rate each episode at the end of the episode and we missed the rating for last week so we're going to do that at the end of this episode for episode two but before we do that let's go back to episode one and give it a rating out of five a yet unnamed segment of our show where we rate out of five stars what say you i'm gonna be honest i'm going to give it a 4.2 Okay. I think it was an incredible pilot. If I was watching this for the first time um, on, you know, a regular day where the show just came out, I would show up for week two. Yeah, absolutely. I think it came in strong. There was a lot of, you know, um, mystery. It got you hooked with characters that you grew up with from when you were little. Um, Mm -hmm. There was a lot of modern stuff to it. Some dark and twisty. Like, it wasn't very cookie cutter. Like... Yeah. Emma is this badass who was left on the highway and then she gave her 
illegitimate child up for adoption to get you know i just think that there was like so much going on and i but it wasn't too much i wasn't confused i had questions but in a good way right right absolutely um i'm with you i've i feel four point i I was thinking 4.5 ish in, in that general area because uh as episodes go, this definitely, or even as pilots go, this definitely uh, caught my attention. It intrigued me enough to be like, okay, I get, I get the story because right now all we're seeing is stories. We're just collecting information. We haven't seen a lot of like crazy mystical stuff yet, especially not in the modern age. You know, the modern day because obviously nobody knows that they're fairy tale characters. Um, so. The the concept was enough to, like you said, it, I really am judging on, like, will I come back again to keep watching? Was it too convoluted? You know, was it too cheesy? So far, I think it was really good. And I definitely could feel the Lost vibes. Uh, and the beginning of that show is so confusing. And all you're doing is collecting information what that whole show is about, especially the first season. And this definitely gave me the, a very similar kind of like, oh, I need to know more before I really get into judging, like whether or not I want to stay with the show, which is a good thing for a show to do in the first episode. So, all right. High Speaking f- of uh, the fours. Lost references, I would just mm-hmm. like to say somehow people listened to our first episode, which was really cool. And a lot of the people (laughs) had the same thought as me, where I did not know that there was so much connection to Lost in this series. And now watching it again, I'm seeing it. And I think that that's... There's so much creativity that goes into this stuff, and like the, I feel like oh. I feel like I I I picked up on the flashback part, but that was it. Like just and I and I I don't I don't know that I directly related it to like these are the guys that made Lost. I think I was just like oh I, this is kind of like Lost, <laughs> like another show that I liked, but I it wasn't you know I didn't put the connection in my head. I don't, I don't really do a lot of background research when I watch TV. <laughs> I just kind of you know unless it's like COVID. a Marvel thing where there's you okay there. <laughs> I don't have COVID. <laughs> <laughs> you don't. <laughs> A precursor to every sneeze, you have to say. I don't know. Um, right. Well, we're going to get into some of that law stuff uh, in a minute, but that felt like a good, pretty good rating of episode one. We shall see. Tune in to the end of the episode to see if uh, how we rate episode two. Um, so we had opened up our voicemails last week on our very first episode and encouraged people to call in and let let us know what they think about the show and any thoughts that they have on things, anything they want to share. Uh just so that you have the number now, since we're talking about it, it's 207-536-8512. Shout out Portland, Maine for that area code. Uh, <laughs> um, so if you would like to call in and let us know something, please feel free to do so. No one will answer the phone. It is just a voicemail box. I don't feel like you have to talk to anybody or there's any danger of someone picking up. But we actually did get a call the bar was on the ground episode. and someone That's called. Right. So someone, our expectations were exceeded. I'm so excited. So here is our very, this is the first voicemail of the Storybook Circus. Congratulations. Ever. They deserve a clap. Oh, yeah, they do. Thank you so you much. Deserve it. You deserve it. Thanks for calling that out. I appreciate it. Only one of us can trigger the sound effects. So we got to We got to coordinate this. I appreciate you. All right, here you go. Hello, Storybrookers. Um, <laughs> just love it. Jordan, uh, long-time listener and long-time <laughs> caller, you know, just in all aspects of uh, both of your lives. I am already so hooked. You guys are hilarious. Ooh, I get it. Hooked Ooh. on this pod. Um, 
I love having an excuse to go back and re-watch Once Upon a Time. Retweet. Uh, as somebody Retweet. who watched it in real time, um, who is very, very new to this binging uh, thing that people, I mean, well, I say people, obviously I do it now too, but as someone who did not grow up uh, with DVDs or DVRs or uh, streaming networks, I watched everything on Sunday night at 8 p.m. when it came out. Desperate Housewives, yes. Lost, yes. Once Upon a Time, you bet your bottom dollar. I was watching them live. Um, but you guys are so much fun to listen to while I'm watching it, and it's really it's really entertaining for me. Um, uh, but if you guys could just, like, stop hating on Charming so much, like, um, <laughs> he is perfect, okay, and leave him, leave him alone. I will not. Leave Charming alone, in, like, the Britney Spears meme. Uh, but honestly, I love it. It's It's been so much fun to listen, and I can't wait for more, and I will try to be good and now not binge and watch as you guys are rewatching. That's That's my plan. All right. Have a great rest of your day. Bye. There it is. The first voicemail of the story of Rick Circus. Our dear friend Jordan, thank you so much for calling in. And that's what happens when you leave a voicemail on the show. We play it on the air and we comment about it. <laughs> I was with you, Jordan, the whole entire way until you said that Charming was perfect. And I... No. <laughs> yeah, slightly, slightly problematic. You but had this is me one of the... the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of the great things about doing a podcast like this on a show that is already off the air is that people kind of already have their reservations about their characters. And now we get to talk about it. And you guys get to talk about it with us, too, because we totally want to hear what you think. I love um, it. Please keep so, it up. Yeah, please, 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 please do. So I guess we should start talking about the reason why you're here. Uh, today we are going over season one, episode two of Once Upon a Time called The Thing You Love Most. Uh, it aired on October 30th, 2011. It was written by Edward Kitsis and Adam Horowitz and directed by Greg Beeman. Uh, so this episode is a character backstory uh, on the evil queen. So one of the things I realized when I was looking at this, because we're going to be talking about like what each what each uh, episode is for, especially these first few seasons, where they're just trying to like get you to learn the space and the people and the locations and all that stuff. Um, to have the first season have each episode be dedicated to a backstory. Doesn't that sound familiar? That is exactly how Lost was set up, where each episode, this was a John Locke episode, this was a Kate episode, this was a Sawyer episode. So that you it was it was mainly focused on giving you backstory information on how they ended up on the island. And so the I didn't connect this either before when I first watched it. Once Upon a Time does the same thing. They start to give you uh kind of going backwards from the curse. They give you the backstory of like, okay, so last week's was was mostly Emma, but it was very much like the Snow White portion, right? So it was from her point of view. Well, this episode is going to be entirely from the Evil Queen's point of view when we do the flashbacks. So not only flashbacking in general is a lost thing, but but also the backstory per episode. And then eventually it goes off into whatever. Um, so I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, so synopsis. 
in this particular episode, so says the wiki page, Regina does everything in her power to force Emma out of Storybrooke and out of her and Henry's lives forever. Meanwhile, the chilling circumstances of how the evil queen released the curse upon the fairy tale world is revealed. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, so before we get into the actually watching the episode, we can talk about a few production notes. Um, so there, this one is a little bit light in terms of production notes and loss references, but, uh, the, the sheriff's department, this happens a lot of times with pilots. When they shoot the pilot, they shoot in a certain way and then they get it pitched and then the network likes it. They approve it. And then they order more episodes. They do the rest of the episodes, but the pilot episode was really a self-contained thing that was meant for the studio. So sometimes there's a bunch of things that change. You'll notice in like episodics, like sitcoms, like the entire living room will be different from episode one to two. And like a whole month will have gone by between like when they air them or whatever. Um, well, that happened in this show. Uh, the sheriff's department has undergone like a huge transformation um, since the pilot. There was a kitchen net on the left uh, where the fire exit was. So now the kitchenette's gone. And from now on, uh, there's like an office kind of space with the glass walls in that back area. Um, Emma is going to eventually take that over in a few uh, future episodes as one of her offices. But that's something that's changed since the pilot. Um, we're going we're gonna to get into the Forbidden Fortress, which is very exciting in the very first few minutes of the episode. Um, but uh, the... The Forbidden Fortress is what resembles, you know, uh, the castle from Sleeping Beauty. Um, and Maleficent's domain is called the Forbidden Mountain, which is all like book references to the Disney, old Disney cartoons. Uh, and then, last but not least, the, <laughs> the wiki pointed out that the sensual depiction of Ruby, we found at the very minute, at the end of the episode, the last episode, Granny's like, you're sleeping with everybody oh, on the yeah, East Coast slutty, or whatever. Slutty red. Slutty red. Um, it's actually based on the traditional fairy tale of Little Red Riding Hood is filled with all these like sexual innuendos. Like, Giving out original, our baked goods to everyone. Uh-huh. The original story was supposed to be a cautionary tale so that young girls don't fall into uh, the hands of, of mischievous men. Fall That's prey gross. To. That's disgusting. Isn't that weird and gross and like really grimy? But yeah, so like them making Ruby kind of slutty is supposed to be a nod to like the original, you know, backstory of, of Little Red Riding Hood. So yikes, I say to that. <laughs> and they really don't let up on that either. I hate it. Yeah. Uh, and I <laughs> same. Uh, our last segment before we get into the show is What's in the Hatch? And that is our lost reference section in this episode. Again, also a little bit light on this one because we're just really diving into backstory. So there's only a few. They're rerunning the uh, 815 thing with the clock tower, right? So the clock tower, like the last we saw, it was stuck on 815. It's been stuck on 815 for the entire remembrance of everybody in town. Emma comes and actually, I don't know if you noticed, but the moment she takes the key and decides to stay is what puts her on the track to be the savior. That's when the clock changes from 815 to 816. Both of those are lost numbers. In this episode, Regina will then uh, the next morning look at the clock again and notice, oh, it's not on 815 anymore. Something's wrong. She notices at 823 in the morning, 23 being another lost number. Uh, did you know that the numbers were attached to people? So very late in the show, when they go in the cave, they uh, the the lost numbers. Each of those, there's like a hundreds of people that are 
there and crossed off and all that stuff that are supposed to be Jacob's choices or whatever. And each of our characters that we're following is a number and is one of those numbers. Like the oh. 4, 8, 15, 16. Yeah. So uh, number 23, like Jack is number 23 and like John Locke is number four, like whatever. Like they have assigned numbers. So 23 is Jack. I think so, I remember. I don't know. I haven't watched Lost in since high school, so I'm out of who it. Who knows? Maybe when we're done with Once Upon a Time, we'll do Lost. That would be crazy. I would <laughs> love a reason to rewatch that show, to be honest with you. So Same. I, it would be my like my fifth time. Uh, Emma's room number at the end. She's in room number four. Okay, <laughs> and number four <laughs> is John Locke's Update, number. Update. It's a Lost number. <laughs> It's a lost number. It's going to be a lot of it's a lost number things, but there are other th- other things in it too. So that is what's in the hatch, and that is all of our pre-show notes. So I guess it's time to watch the episode. Ready? Cool. So first, we're going to do a recap. Ever known? Ooh, that did not start correctly at all. <laughs> this is good. We're doing great so far. And that's what you missed on Glee. There is a town in the <laughs> I'd like a room. Welcome to Storybrooke. Where every storybook character you've ever known is trapped between two worlds. Movie trailer voice. Thank you, guys. There's a bunch of fairy tale characters here. And now they don't remember who they are. Victims of a powerful curse. Everything you love, everything all of you love will be taken from you. That can only be broken by one person. It's your destiny. It's a lot of pressure. You can bring back the happy endings. Right? Enjoy your stay. And now our first title card of the show, it's a unicorn. So we'll have to figure out what that means. Henry is longingly looking at the clock tower. I like oh, I how they some... start from the very second that the first episode ended. Yeah, which is a thing Lost does too. So now the clock is just fast forwarding in time. I have a couple goofs that I found in this too. I'll point them out when I see them. Good old Guinefer, Guinefer. Guinefer, whatever the name is. She's so pretty in this, though. Look at her first season. She looks so good. Can you please just grow your hair out? But thank the Lord someone fixed this girl's eyebrows. Messy. Very 2011 vibes. And I don't know if this gives you lost vibes, too, but like... The outfit, like Kate. She dresses like Kate. The white shirt and this music, this like 70s kind of music coming in, you know? So we're just looking at the people of Storybrooke. Just the cutest little downtown ever. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Slutty Ruby. It's giving everybody dirty looks through her thick eyeliner. Henry's like, I did it. <laughs> I made a village. Everyone's happy. I would love so this Regina's, couch. I know. This little, uh, what do they call this? Uh, uh, it's like a therapist chair. <laughs> they have a weird name I can never say. And Regina I almost said a credenza. <laughs> <laughs> I only know the word credenza because of Cat in the Hat. <laughs> no joke. <laughs> the missing pages, where are they? It's an old book. Stuff's missing. What do you care? I care because you think I'm some evil queen. That hurts me, Henry. I'm your mother. I like not knowing if she's, like, telling the truth. Like, it seems like, you know. That woman you brought here? I don't like what she or this book is doing to you. Thankfully, both are no longer an issue. Regina is the definition of you don't know what you got till it's gone. Like, she took having this kid as her child for granted for 10 years. And now she's like, "Mm, maybe I'll go back to my birth mom. And she's like, (laughs) I'm your mother. (laughs) 
There it he's is. He's like, I have options. Oh, she sees. She kn- oh, she's. She knows. Pissed. She's so mad. Hey, how about that? <laughs> I guess those rusty old inners finally straighten themselves out. Huh? <laughs> that look she gives him, man. She sees the yellow car. Yes, how about that indeed? Yep. There you go. God, Lana Perea is just so stunning. Did you know the Honeycrisp tree is the most vigorous and hardy of all apple trees? If you okay. did not believe Henry when he said that everybody was a fairy tale creature, why would you not believe him at this very second? Like when she comes with a, b- a bushel <laughs> of apples. So, uh, so here's here's one of my thoughts for this. I have a sound that I played in the begin in the previous episode. It sounds like this. It is a bell to signify. What I I play drinking games and don't drink, right? So like, <laughs> I just think it's funny to call out drink when stupid cliches happen in shows. Oh yes, like, you said this last. I forgot we're getting we're getting tarrant right now. Taryn and I do this all the time. So and we do this with every single show that we watch. Anytime a character says the name of a of the episode, we just yell drink. It doesn't matter if we have water or nothing. We just drink because they did something stupid. This is like your version uh, of punch buggy. Yes, exactly. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. Um, So I think in this show, we've established some rules already, and I'm sure some some dedicated listener out there will actually put the rules on paper somewhere, but I'm too lazy to do that. Um, So I think for this show, we got so far Snow White being awkward and like retracting herself because she's puts her foot in her mouth. Uh, Definitely name of the show. I think any time uh, Emma tries to intimidate someone, I think is a good one because it's always funny and always <laughs> makes me laugh because I don't know. It's just something weird about the way that she acts. And every time Regina forces an apple into a scene, I think is hilarious because it happens throughout the entire show. Yes. There's a lot of there's a lot of spoon fed like apple stuff in it. So our first uh, drink of this episode, uh, Regina brings a basket of honey crisp apples to Emma. Drink. <laughs> It can survive temperatures as low as 40 below and keep growing. It can weather any storm. Look how crazy I she looks. Seriously. Girl, keep your internet to facts to yourself. <laughs> taste anything more delicious than the fruit it offers. Even funnier fact, those are 100% not right. Honeycrisp apples. No. <laughs> I'm sure those are red delicious apples. Home. Stupid. Actually, I'm going to stay for a while. I'm not sure that's such a good idea. Henry has enough issues. He doesn't need you confusing him. All due respect, Madam Mayor, the fact that you have now threatened me twice in the last 12 hours makes me want to stay more. Since when were apples a threat? I can read between the lines. Sorry. I just want to make sure Henry's okay. He's fine, dear. Tension. Dear, she's like maybe six months younger than you. What does that mean? Right. It means I have him in therapy. It's all under control. Take my advice, Miss Swan. Only one of us knows what's best for Henry. Yeah, I'm starting to think you're right about that. It's so catty. Mm. It's time for passive aggressive fight I was here for. Yeah, right. Don't underestimate me, Miss Swan. You're so no pretty. No, you're so pretty. <laughs> <laughs> I shall destroy your house. Oh, we're back. We're back. Did you also hear the way that the sound went backwards? That's what yes. Lost does to get into the glass though. Yep. So we've already seen this this scene. Yep. But now we get to see what happens after she goes back to the castle. Oh, is this where we meet her? T- Would you like something? Papa. Papa Queen. Do I look like I need a drink? I love it. I was only trying to help. 
I wonder if, who Thank is, you. is this guy because he's awesome. Now I don't know, but I love him. Our first, uh, our first view of Giancarlo Esposito as the mirror on the wall. A dark curse. Are you sure, Your Majesty? But you said you'd never use it. You made a deal when you gave away that curse. You traded it away. She won't be happy to see you. Since when do I care about anyone else's happiness but mine? Prepare the carriage. We're going to the Forbidden Fortress. Forbidden Fortress. Great score in the I show. I was just about to say the same thing. So good. How are you, dear? I'm doing fine. Are you? Mystery witch. If it were me, I'd be simply tortured, watching that flake of snow so happy. Weren't you about the same age when you were to be married before she ruined it all? But you know what? You can just tell who she is. Yeah, Yeah, you can. Like, if you pay attention to fairy tales, when that sleeping... Absolutely. Bad vibes. And even the headpiece she's wearing. Yeah. I soldiered on, as you will too. Hopefully. Enough games. You know why I'm here. I need my curse back. It's not yours anymore. A deal's a deal. I traded you my sleeping curse. Which failed. Undone by a simple kiss. Now please, return what's mine. The dark curse. Really. You must know that not even its unholy power can bring your loved one back from the dead. Have you considered a pet? First mention of a motivation there of, of bringing her loved one back from the dead. And she said... <laughs> She said, have you considered a pet? They can be quite comforting. And she's petting a random, like, unicorn. But it's not even a full-size unicorn. No, it's, it's like, like a miniature, a miniature horse, horse unicorn. unicorn. It's, like, it's like the unicorn version of, like, It's a uh, Shetland unicorn. Like. <laughs> oh, my God. The only comfort for me is Snow White's suffering. Well, her wedding night. I doubt she's suffering right now. <laughs> I need that curse. I know you keep it hidden in the orb above your staff. Hidden for the good of all, old friend. Whoever created that monstrosity makes the two of us look positively moral. <laughs> Who did give it to you? Where I got it's none of your concerns. Hand it back. Must we do this? Yeah. Alas, we must. And then they fight. We shall. Which fight? This fight is great. There's a lot of like, this is where ABC starts to flex their special effects. Yeah. And there's a, like floating axes and fire and magic hits and all this stuff. And the Shetland pony. And interestingly enough, Maleficent is really all about like, you can't have a pen. It's very important. And this staff, I mean, talk about props, man. Yeah, ABC so was like, we got a budget. Right, for real. If you're going to kill me, kill me. Why would I do that? You're my only friend. Don't do this. This curse. There are lines even we shouldn't cross. All power comes with a price. Oh, we're mentioning price again. And acting it will take yep, a terrible drink. toll. <laughs> We're going to add these as we go. <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. Avoid. You will never be able to fill. So be it. 
I love that Maleficent is trying to be the voice of reason right now. Like, she right? didn't put a princess to sleep for literally no reason. But, like, what a cool idea to make. To, to I mean, the whole idea of this entire show is going to be that the, the story you thought you knew of all the characters, not just heroes or, you know, villains, side characters, random villages, locations, was not what you thought it was, you know? So to have Maleficent be like, no, the, this curse is, we can't do Listen, this. <laughs> listen. Tired of losing. That's why I called you here. Nobody responded to you. To put an end to our misery. <laughs> Did one person, like, raise their hand in the back and put it back down? <laughs> Today we claim victory. So she's like straight up double double boiling trouble. She's character. like, who thinks this is a good idea? No one? Let's do it. Okay. Let's do it. <laughs> and we'll be happy. I guarantee it. But first, I need something from you. A lock of hair from those with the darkest souls. <laughs> you must trust me. Because if you don't, there are other ways. This is what's kind of cool is you don't really know what the dark curse is or where it came from or what's going, you know? So, like, now we're kind of going backwards into, you know, there's a curse. We're like, what is the curse about? Where does it come from? And so this is kind of them trying to really give the curse a personality of, like, what everyone Like the black do. smoke. Like the black smoke. A right? wise decision. So now all these, like, weird, ugly ogres and things that never come back. <laughs> these random witches and trolls and things or all putting stuff in like a basket these are the and definition of be, minions right <laughs> like, all that remains is the final ingredient prized heart the final ingredient from my childhood steed so weird the glorious beast who's passing <laughs> in this like bedazzled chest yeah, so weird <laughs> let my wrath be unleashed why is it red? Yeah, it's weird. And like, huge. There it is. The black, and that even that swirling looks mm -hmm. the same way that the black smoke did too. Girl, you don't even have eyeballs. What are you looking at? Right. <laughs> Poof. Do you That's it? me when I put an Instagram post out. I think it's gonna do really well, and it just poofs into flaps. <laughs> You really unleashed something there. <laughs> and I guess that's where Statue of Gnomes came from. Like, why didn't she just do this just now? Right? And then the statue shows up in her garden. <laughs> yeah, see? Oh. That's red. Those are red delicious Hello. apples. Strikes oh, sorry. Drink. Thank you. Sorry. I wanted to bring you the latest edition. I assure you, it's one of my better hatchet jobs. That's not what I asked for. Okay, uh, question on the fly. Would you like to know what is on that, what is in that article? Yeah. Because I have it. <laughs> it's on the wiki. Somebody actually stopped and magnified it. And of course they did. So the title is Stranger Destroys Historic Sign. <laughs> and then the subtitle that you can see in the video in big letters just says alcohol involved. <laughs> it says uh, location Storybrook, Maine. The welcome to Storybrook sign on Route 1 was demolished this uh, 
this morning, shortly after 3 a.m., when a single car swerved off the road, colliding with the sign as it came to rest. Emma Swan, 28. So that's the first time that we get her age. Of course, no one stopped to see that she was 28, but whatever. Emma Swan, 28 of of Boston, was traveling south of Route 1 when she lost control of her 1979 Volkswagen Beetle and left the roadway. Storybook Sheriff Graham... What? Oh, sorry. Uh, Storybook (laughs) Sheriff Graham told. This is very small writing. I apologize. Uh, Earlier, how dare you not be able to read a real article from a snippet of a show? From a little tiny. Yeah. Okay. This is better. Earlier that evening, Swan was uh, seen getting into her vehicle, visibly intoxicated. At which it was suggested to her that she spend the night in town rather than attempt to drive back to Boston. Now, let me tell you something. That is a deleted scene. And you're going to see later on that they play up the deleted scene, even though they removed it from the show. But there was a deleted scene where Sheriff Graham in- intercepts her before she leaves or before she tries to leave. And he's, he has a whole discussion with her about how she should really stay. And then she's like, no, 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 I'm going to leave. And then she leaves and runs into the sign. They just pulled that scene out. And they reference it in a scene later here. But it's also referenced in the newspaper. Um Continuing on, according to Sheriff Graham, Swan claims that she was not drunk and that she swerved to avoid a large wolf in the road. Swan was wearing her seatbelt and was uninjured. Swan was taken to the Storybrook Sheriff's Office where she was treated and held overnight as a precaution. The sign sustained about $1,200 worth of damage. And then that blurb was just repeated over and over again to fill the entire newspaper. (laughs) No joke. (laughs) Which is funny. And... Uh, the person who was actually attributed to writing that article is it's actually uh, listed by Michael Wong staff. Michael Wong uh, is an art director on this episode. So oh it was my a little gosh. Egg as a little nod to him. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. <laughs> now we'll know what he's talking about. This is the story that, and it's funny that now Giancarlo Esposito, I forget what his character's name is in here, is playing the person who gets the dirt. On the people mirror. by, you know, yeah, <laughs> who is basically the same function as the mirror, the mirror on the wall. What'd you find out about her? Well, the truth be told, there wasn't much. She spent a lot of time in foster homes. Uh, she, she got into some trouble when she was a kid, uh, but the details are locked up pretty tight. Since then, she's clean, bounced around all over. The only thing I really learned was that she doesn't like to sit still. That appears to have changed. Uh, did you know that um, she had Henry while she was in Phoenix? <laughs> How do you wind up here in Maine? So if I'm understanding you correctly, you found nothing of value, which means you have no value, Sydney. Do you know what I do with Where's things that hold no value Sydney, to me? Sydney, that's right. I throw them away. Uh, I'll keep looking. So we can see how much fear, you know, she has in, in, in people. I guess that's probably where they got it from. That, that there you go. Cut. But I did not order that. Yeah, I know. You have an admirer. <laughs> okay, we're, we're going to do one for every time Ruby does things in a weird, slutty way. That's Very uncomfy <laughs> way. Completely unnecessary. <laughs> so she pointed at Sheriff Graham. Ah, so you decided to stay. Mr. Grant. Important for us. Mr. Grant. News for our tourist business. It's bad for our local signage. It's a, it's a joke. <laughs> because you ran over our sign. Look, that was a nice gesture. And I am impressed that you guessed that I like cinnamon on my chocolate, because most people don't. Question. Because I've been totally fine with cinnamon on my chocolate, and I don't think that that's, that's 
that weird? Is that I that don't weird? either. That doesn't that's not seem weird. weird at all, actually. It's not weird at all. Okay, so stop pretending like this is like a yeah, family Yeah, this wasn't a thing. Like, She's like, I'm you're making it a thing. <laughs> yeah. But I am not here to flirt, so thank you. But no thank you. I didn't send it. I did. So oh, that makes too. it even more uncomfy that Don't you school? Red did that. Duh. Yeah, yeah, you have an admirer. Fuck me. It's your yourself. Birth child. With you and your mom. <laughs> it's not about us. It's about her curse. We have to break it. Luckily, I have a plan. Step one, identification. I call it Operation Cobra. Cobra? Drink. That has nothing to do with Every time we say Cobra. Exactly. It's a code name. To throw the queen off the trail. So everyone here is a fairy tale character. They just don't know it. That's the curse. Time's been frozen until you got here. I love his little voice. This hey, bitch brought you a basket of you apples and you don't believe him. Mom, I don't understand. Don't <laughs> and he's like, don't eat the apples, okay. they're poison. Uh, all right, what about their past? They don't know. It's a haze to them. Ask anyone anything and you'll see. So for decades, people have been walking around in a haze not aging, with screwed up memories, stuck in a cursed town that kept them oblivious. I knew you'd get it. That's why we need you. You're the only one who could stop our curse. Because I'm the daughter of- So check this out. I got a little visual goof for you. If you look in the reflection of this scene, right? Right at 1409. That building that's in the reflection, that is the actual clock tower building. But they- this the clock on top of the building that they really film is CG. Every single time you see it, they they digitally add the clock part. And so what you're actually seeing in this reflection is what that building looks like with no CGI added oh. because they just missed putting the clock on the reflection. So yeah. Oops. Of <laughs> Snow White and Prince Charming. Yes, and right now we have the advantage. My mom doesn't know that. I took out the end. The part with you in it. Unfortunately, Henry, See, your mom does. See, your mom know is that. Snow White. <laughs> right, kid. I know the hero never believes it first. If they did, it wouldn't be a very good story. If you need proof, take them, read them. But whatever you do, don't let her see these pages. They're dangerous. If she finds out who you are, then it would be bad. <laughs> <laughs> So we don't know who knows what. I gotta what. go. Like, but I'll find you later and we can get started. I knew you'd believe me. This is straight I up exactly like Lost. Like in terms of not knowing who is really has ulterior motives. Or right. Whatever. You know what I mean? Who's the bad guy? It's good to see yeah. you smile back. I didn't do anything. You stayed. So, does the mayor know you're still here? Oh, she knows. What is her deal? She's not a great people person. How did she get elected? She's been mayor as long as I can remember. No one's ever been brave enough to run against her. She inspires quite a bit of, well, fear. I'm afraid I only made that worse by giving Henry that book. Now he thinks she's the evil queen. Who does he think you are? <laughs> silly. I just got five minutes of silly. Lay it on me. Snow White. <laughs> Who does he think you are? Your daughter. Not in the book. No. Yes, you are. Can I ask you a favor? Nice, uh, Regina mentioned the side step therapy. There. Do you know where I could find the doctor? Okay. Not to go backwards, but I just read something that I remembered from the Maleficent scene 
that I thought was really funny, and I kind of want to just play it again because it's really sassy, and I feel like you'd appreciate it. Yes. Uh, okay. It is in regards to Snow White and uh, Charming. So where are we? We're at 1551. Okay, let's just go back real quick. Yes, it was about the same age you were. Uh, so this is the How beginning of doing? the Maleficent scene, right? I'm doing fine. Are you? If it were me, I'd be simply tortured, watching that flake of snow so happy. Weren't you about the same age when you were to be married before she ruined it all? Yes, you were. Yes, it was about the same age you were. When that sleeping beauty got the best of you. Also, all of this retconning her age is totally, completely wrong, by the way. <laughs> Snow White was like 28 when she married Charming, like you find out later. And like Regina was like 18 or whatever. Yeah. And we see that later and they retconned it in. And so this entire conversation is false. <laughs> My dear Maleficent, I soldiered on, as you will too. Hopefully. Enough games. You know why I'm here. I need my curse back. So, it's not yours anymore. She wants the curse back. She's a trying to find it out. A deal's a deal. I traded you my sleeping curse. Holy power can bring your love. Not this. Sorry. For me is Snow White's suffering. Well, it's her wedding night. I doubt she's suffering right now. Girl, what? I just, I laughed at that. When you, you go did? back and listen to this, I was like, Ooh, that is in wow. <laughs> when I heard this, when the episode, oh, not when it aired, but when I first watched the episode, I literally had to stop. Because I was laughing so hard at how nonchalantly they wrote that line in. I literally did. <laughs> <And> a, like, <laughs> like that's what it made me do in real life. I was like, oh my, did she just do oh that? God, Is that real? <laughs> I was probably talking over you because I do that. <laughs> this would be a lot easier if we were in person. Then we'd be able to hear yes. and see those things. But alas, we are recording this from like a thousand miles away from each yep. other. That's okay. Technology. So now we're back in Archie's office. Hey. I'm a swan. I was uh, just reading about you. Let me guess, you're here for help with a little post-traumatic stress. <laughs> Diagnosis was free, by the way. <laughs> no, Bro. I'm about Henry. <laughs> free of charge. Sorry. Wink, wink. I, 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 really I know, I'm kidding. sorry. I just, just tell me something. This fairy tale obsession. This is super inappropriate, What is way. causing it? Oh, yeah. I mean, he Hi, thinks baby. everyone is a character in his book. That's crazy. First of all, I've never heard anyone walk into a therapist's office and use the C word. <laughs> right. Can't tell like, someone who studied oh, All like, of that psychology. is so inappropriate. You're, <laughs> like, first of all, asking him to breach patient-doctor confidentiality. Second yep. of all, you're calling him crazy, which is a bad yeah. word in That's really that not field. Okay. I hope you don't talk that way in front of them. And the word crazy is um, quite damaging. Look at that. Make, make stories. Like, did you see him say bitch on his face? Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I was saw like, wow, <laughs> that was offensive. Like, legit. <laughs> They're his language. He, he has no idea how to express complex emotions, so he's translating as best he can. This is how he communicates. And he's using this book to help deal with his problems. But he got the book a month ago. Has he been seeing you longer than that? Um, yes, he has. Uh, what? No. There's no doctor in any world, <laughs> made up or not, that would just be like, oh, sure, I'll just give you this confidential Do you need a file? Hold on, yeah. let me grab it for let you. Let me just go get it real quick. So it's really <laughs> If that right there isn't, isn't suspect, uh, I don't know His is. mother is, um, very complicated. Also wicked. And, no. Uh, <laughs> attempts to try and bring Henry closer have only backfired.
Why don't you take a look at the file? Why don't you take a look at the file? This um, scene needs a rewrite. <laughs> Why are you doing this? Well, he talks about you a lot. <laughs> You're very important to him. Th- this was the first time writing-wise where I was see like, I get it back. Okay. what? I'm confused. Hold on. You're n- we're not just going to like have anybody give a shifty look at what's going on or anything like right for the sake of the boy i was like be careful how you handle his belief system destroying his imagination would be be devastating although i do like the idea of having the like um psychology doctor like the therapist give us an alternate um explanation you know i know like oh maybe he maybe he could be crazy but no you're right she was just here. Oh, he's working with someone. Oh my god, it's Regina. I was like, okay, fine, but that was a How did rough you know scene to get through here? for this payoff, you know? Because I'm the one who gave her the idea. <laughs> I wish they had, like, done a flashback to when she was there and said he's in therapy in slow motion with her, like, her mouth. Who sits on their bed like that? No yeah, one. Really weird. Hey there. This is also inappropriate. Concerned about the do not disturb signs, don't worry. I've left them alone. Actually, I'm here by Dr. Archibald Hopper. He mentioned you had a little bit of a hilarious. No. I was shocked too, and given your shy, delicate sensibilities. He says you demanded to see Henry's files, and when he refused, you came back and stole them. He gave them to me. Alas, he's telling a different tale. May I check your room, or must I get a search warrant? <laughs> I would have been like, bro, did you just say alas? <laughs> what you looking for? Well. You're very accommodating. I'm afraid, Miss Swan. I also love rest. his outfit. On He's got a leather jacket fire. with a vest and a dark mask. shirt, the tie. Love you. it. Water synthesize. <clears throat> May I speak with my son? We're in the middle of a lesson. Is it important? Do you think I'd be here if it wasn't? It also would be weird that she would just be like, Henry, is it important I'm teaching about carbon dioxide? <laughs> like, no teacher does. The They're just like, fine, take your kid. I don't care. <laughs> She's been arrested. She broke into Dr. Hopper's office and stole his files. She's a con woman. <laughs> She's trying to learn about us in order to take advantage of us. That's why she's sticking around. I also kind of have a problem with I'm the sorry. fact that Regina yeah. really thought that plan would work. Like, right. that seems like that's that's low-level con man shit. Like, that's I feel like she's better. But all than I'm that. doing is trying to protect you. This is going to be good for us. You'll see. Things will be better. I gotta get back to class. She's like, I'll set her up, and then she'll get arrested, you know and the then everything lying, will right? be fine. I'm like, come she'll on, she'll be better than that. Right. Yeah. Why would he lie? The mayor put him up to this. She's got to have something on him. He's terrified of her, like everyone else in this town. To the left. She's got this Avril Lavigne see-through tank top going on right now. <laughs> Does she also need another mugshot? You just took one twelve hours ago. I feel like you could right? reuse it. Thank she you. Ever hands in? Well, she's the mayor. It's just so they can have this flirty banter. Hey! Henry! Henry, what are you doing here? His mother told him what happened. Yeah, see, there's a sheriff office now back there, the glass office. Henry, I don't know what she said. You're a genius. What? I know what you were up to. You were gathering intel for Operation Cobra. Drink. 
sorry, I'm a bit lost. It's me to know, <laughs> Sheriff, and all you need to know is that Miss Blanchard's gonna bail her out. Her name you is Miss Blanchard. Why? Like, white Miss uh, Blanchard. Trust you. Really? <laughs> it's a little heavy-handed. <laughs> well, if you can uncuff me, I have something to do. This was a weird move, too. I have something to do. I'm gonna go deface a city I could actually get arrested for this, like... Right. Literally. What the hell are you doing? Picking apples. You're out of your mind. No, you are if you think a shoddy frame job's enough to scare me off. You're gonna have to do better than that. You come after me one more time, I'm coming back for the rest of this tree. Drink. My sister, you have no idea what I'm capable of. <laughs> Squinty-eyed Emma threatening people. <laughs> your move. Cowboy walks away. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna key your car next, bitch. Right? Like, yeah, it, it feels like Carrie Underwood a lot. <laughs> the forces you're summoning are darker than we can conceive. Oh, now you're trying to protect me? It's what I do. I know. You're the only one who does. Helping you is my life. Well, then help me understand why this curse isn't working. If you want to know that, then you need to go back to the person who gave it to you in the first place. We think that's Maleficent, of course. Then just a dark and lonely road. Once you go down it, there is no heading back. What is there for me to head back to? Interesting response to, like, can't come back from revenge. Now we have this mouse eating an apple. I feel like we should drink for that. You can show yourself. Rumpelstiltskin. And look at the power behind this. She's, she got in there as a rat and then, like, transformed herself. That Like, that's a lot of passive power, you know what I mean? <sighs> that curse you gave me. Of course you gave her the curse. It's not working. Right? Oh, so worried. So, so worried. I love this like character snow. so yes. much. Yes. a lovely new husband. What? They paid me a visit as well. They were very anxious about you. How long curse. did that makeup take? Oh my god, the gold makeup. Why do you tell them? The truth! That right there is why this character is so amazing. Because... A character like this, you already know is mischievous. You already know it's the trickery. They're full of lies. They're always like manipulating things. But I love that because he doesn't take any sides for anybody, that he's always only out for himself, that he has no problem just being like, yo, I ratted you out. <laughs> like, yep. He doesn't care at all. Like, I love the unapologetic nature of just being like, I told him, so what? What are you going to do now? Like, he's I'm so worse powerful. than you, and there's nothing you can do about it. Like, literally. And we do end up exploring that in, in much later seasons than this of like how evil manifests itself, you know, sometimes willingly, sometimes not, and the levels of power and stuff, they really dive into it, but I just, I love the beginning of, like, learning who Rumpelstiltskin really is. That nothing can stop the darkness. Except, of course, their unborn child. Like, he literally gave them the way to stop it. That's crazy. No matter how powerful. And he's bragging about it. All curses can be broken. Their child is the key. Of course. The curse has to be enacted first. I'm <laughs> always making fun of her for not being able to do it. That's a price. What do you want? Drink. Simple. 
in this new land. I want comfort. I want a good life. Fine. You'll have an estate. Be rich. I wasn't finished. There's more. There always is with you. You can hear yeah. some of his Scottish accent come through yeah. every once in a while. In this new land. Should I ever come to you for any reason? You must heed my every request. You must do whatever I say. Yikes. What a price. So right. So long. Please. So long as I say please. You do realize hilarious. that should like, I succeed, you won't remember any of this. Oh, well then. What's the harm? Deal. His contacts are crazy too. What must I do to enact this curse? You need to sacrifice. Hard. See, there I sacrifice it is. my prize. No. A horse? This is the cursed end. All curses you think a horse is gonna do? Ready for the big one? Great power requires great sacrifice. No. The heart you need must come from something far more precious. There's nothing I hate more than those. Tell me what will suffice. Here it is. The heart of the thing you love most. Hey, the thing you love, love most. Die because of Snow White. <laughs> Is there no one else you're totally love? This curse isn't gonna be easy. Imagine hating someone so much you're willing you to kill to who you love the most. Question. Like, yeah, that's really powerful. Very, it's powerful. very deep, but like, yeah. And that's kind of it. Goes into where. As far as it takes. It's a great point. Please stop wasting everyone's time and just do it. <laughs> you know what you love. Now go kill it. Uh. It's so deep. And, and like, to say that evil is not just, you're not born into it, and you're not, it's not just, oh, people just are bad or good like sometimes you had to sacrifice something and turn that it's like it's a lot oh to unpack terribly awkward i need to ask you to leave i'm afraid we have a no felons rule it, it turns out it's a city ordinance let me guess the mayor's office just called to remind you you can gather your things. She really has given a lot of cape vibes right now. Back. Literally. And she, she's a nomad. She never stays in one place. She like this friggin' white shirt. Her Only tiny wears tight size tops. zero body. She destroyed yeah. city property. The leather jacket. She destroyed city property. Again? What are you waiting for? I'm just not convinced arresting her is the right plan. And I'm not talking about your tree. We both know she didn't steal those files. Oh, do we? I mean, she looked pretty shocked when I leveled the charges against her. It's because she doesn't like being caught. Or because she was set up. And if she was, that means Dr. Hopper was lying. And if he's lying, that means that someone asked him to. Are we really confident that the man's conscience won't eventually get the best of him? I think your schoolboy crush is clouding your judgment. Remember, I made you sheriff. And I can take it away just as easily. Do you now want me to arrest out. her again? I will. Her Good. putting him in this position of sheriff becomes she's really gonna important coming later. And this I know is, um, you're going to keep coming at her, and you will do whatever it takes to get her out of Quid pro quo. Quid pro quo. That's right. Yeah. He's my son. Sure is. It's what's best for him. I know that's what you believe. Okay, but if this escalates, it seems to me the only one who will get hurt is Henry.
What did she change yeah. into? What is this? <laughs> what? That's a good question. Power, but... <laughs> it's a decent question. Am I right in guessing your resolve to stay is only growing? How do they have each other's phone No idea. Well then. It's also a good question too. Why don't you drive over to my office? They don't like each other. Or walk. Whatever suits you. She had her car, her car booted. I'd like to start it's like so petty. Apologizing. This one. Also, what? how opulent is this room? Good lord. I just have to accept the, the white birch for her fire. Are do. you kidding me right now? For me. Okay, let's be clear. I have this no looks like a funeral parlor. It does. It's crazy. Well, then what are you doing here? Is it supposed to like, be the no, actual no, forest? Is that what it is? I don't know what's happening. But I did have him, and I can't help it. He got in my head, and I want to make sure he's okay. The more you try to push me out, the more I want to be here, especially after seeing how troubled he is. You think he's troubled? Well, he's in therapy, and I only got through a couple pages of his shrinks. Again, this whole um, judgment of therapy side. is not the adoption and the therapy in conversations that are happening in this. Yeah. It's not any <laughs> Even in 2011, it was heavy-handed for sure. Poor kid can't tell the difference. He's in therapy. He's troubled. No, everybody can go to therapy. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's okay. <laughs> you think I'm crazy? Uh oh, she said zero. Oh, baby. Meow meow. Now. How long was he there? This long is enough. Regina. You knew he would be here. How evil Did I know do that you my have son to be? Comes to my office every Thursday at precisely 5 p.m. so I can take him for dinner before his therapy session? Of course I did. Oh my god. Okay, so this is this is I'm Regina's level of, of scary manipulative. Your move. Look at the stance she's in. Her oh, arms on the chair. Know. How in the hell did you get like this? And like, why would she leave now? If you right. can yeah. psychologically hurt this kid like that, why yeah, would she really leave? Yeah, that's really dangerous. Like, <laughs> I mean, in a non fairy tale setting, that would what be happened? Red Flag City. Like, did you your like DCF. What? Come yeah. get you, girl. For real. Your Majesty. Your Majesty. Did Rumpelstiltskin tell you what you needed to know? Yes. And? I'm not sure I should say. I'm conflicted. How bad is it? Maybe I can help. Oh. No, you don't <laughs> want to help. I have to cut out the heart of the thing I love most. He's like, oh, you? Yourself? Okay. Me. <laughs> right? Seriously. He knew immediately. Daddy, I don't know what to do. So don't do so it, you awful don't. human being. You trash bag. <laughs> Seriously, this is... So, so this is written really well. And I'm sad that we got this far into the episode before we got into some real, like, meat of, of it, right? Having to cut out the thing of the heart... Or the, the cut out the thing you love most or kill the thing you love most is already like, okay, that's, I get it. I see what the stakes are. But until this point, until that line, you just assumed he was her servant. Like you didn't know, you know what I mean? He was just, and then, cause 
they drop in this line of her being like, oh, now you want to help me? And he's like, helping you has been my whole life, which is what a servant would say. It's what a butler would say, because they're usually there for their entire lives. So now you find out that this guy that's been following her around the whole time is her dad. And now you're starting to put the pieces together very quickly. You know, before she's like, oh, the thing you love most, like, oh, it was my prize horse. And he's like, a horse? This would be better. You know, so it like ramps up to this thing. But what's cool is that it's not written like a detective. They're like, oh, we have to find out who the th-, you know what I mean? It's very subtle, you know, and then we get to this thing of why all the tension was happening. But it did take a little while to get there. So I was always like when I was watching, I was like a little nervous about like, OK, is the writing going to be this slug sluggish you know, the whole time? But then when you do get there, it hits hard. Please. You don't have to do this. I have to do Yikes. something. Then move past this. I know this may sound self-serving. You deserve you to be sounding a little curse. selfish right but now. But I can't this is your life. like this. You're literally pleading for your life. What Snow did to me, what she took from me. Oh, my God, a boyfriend. Calm down. Leaving <laughs> me alive, Daddy. Her very existence mocks me. I just love my dad so much. And yeah. What's... It's a lot. If the price is a hole that will never be filled, why do it? Stop worrying about Snow White and start over. This is giving me a very Ben. We can have a new life. Uh, Han. What kind of life? Right now. All I've worked for, all I've built, will be gone. Shh. Right. My power will disappear. Like episode nine. No. I hated that. This. I hated that just as much as I hate this right now. Same. And like, it's the the reaching that they. You know, yep. the don't. And he's convincing her, like, oh, she can be good again and she can have her life back. And she believes him. At least we, she looks like it. I don't know. I don't want to watch it. I just want to be happy. You can be. Of this, I'm sure. But I believe, if given a chance, we can find happiness together. Oof. The choice is yours. (laughs) Choice is yours. I think you're right. I can be happy. Just not here. Yikes. Well, there goes Papa Regina. There's just no coming back from this. And that, I'm sorry, was just so, like, like heartless. It was just like, well, sorry. Move on. <laughs> it's like, wow. And she had to physically rip his heart out of his chest with her body. I have now forgotten everything good she does for the rest of the series, and I hate her again. So we're back yep. at square one. There you go. We're back back where we started with her. Pay back the bail money. Like, did you hit up an ATM? Oh, cinnamon here's another hot chocolate. Yeah, <laughs> here's another little goof. There's a flower tattoo on cinnamon? her wrist right now. Oh, it's not supposed to be I'm there. Sorry, I should have asked. And it is—it's it's actually on her. Oh, and they digitally no. remove it on most other shots, but it appears here for the only time. When you bailed me out, you said, "Oh my gosh, this exposed brick apartment." I know, Why? right? Girl, you're it's a teacher. I know. I had the oddest feeling like we met before. 
And I know it's crazy. I love how she's like, Henry is crazy, but this woman could be my mom. (laughs) (laughs) For what it's worth, I think you're innocent. Of breaking and entering, or just in general. Whichever makes you feel better. (laughs) Uh, It doesn't really matter what anyone thinks I did or didn't do. And we were talking over them friggin' hammering this, like, cinnamon's a little quirk I do on hot chocolate. Oh my god, guys. It's a family thing. I'm leaving. Thank you for everything, but I think it's for the best. If I stay, Henry's only going to keep getting hurt. What happens if you go? Excellent point. I think the very fact that you want to leave is why you have to stay. (laughs) You care about him. I still argue that Snow will never look this good again in the rest of the show. <laughs> like, this perfect, soft firelight on her. She just looks so divine right now. And she's giving this, like, this like soft advice to people, you know? Like, she's so, like, chill. Like, this feels like the Snow White that would make sense. Yeah. Not... After her, you know? Not what it ended up being, but we'll get there. Woodsman Snow White. Who will protect Henry if you won't? No. Are you sure you don't want to talk about it? You know that umbrella is kind of my good luck charm. <laughs> Did he steal so it? So why you think like Jiminy Cricket? I don't think you're anyone. Oh. Watching, this watching, can't watching a kid. Explain the mayor. Forced I know. Me to yeah, don't her worry just about barging it. I get it. Henry, I'm sorry. I don't want to talk to you. Also, like watching a kid's belief system be crumble in front of you right. is so heartbreaking. It's like the it's S really word. Sad. Yeah, yeah. It's not good. Tone, if she knew you were here. To hell with her. Henry, there is one simple reason I stayed here. You. I wanted to get to know you. You think I'm crazy? No, I think the curse is crazy. And it is. Can we all stop saying crazy? <laughs> it's not <laughs> nice. You can do that. <laughs> but that doesn't mean that it isn't true. It is a lot. <laughs> Side to ask eyes from kids like that. Also, really funny. But it's like, there yeah. are a lot of crazy things yeah. in this world. So, what do I know? Maybe it is true. But you told my mom what she needed to hear. What I do know is that if the curse is real, the only way to break it is by tricking the evil queen into thinking that we are non believers. That way, she's not onto us. I got hardcore vibes from uh, my wife when I saw it, watch the scene, who was equally good at lying on the spot. <laughs> To at making specifically <laughs> small children. <laughs> yeah, that's what she does for a living. She's a kindergarten teacher, but she does that when she comes home and just makes up these whole things. And I'm like, I can't tell if you're not telling the truth, so I have to just assume you're telling the This whole time she was talking, I was like, this is what it sounds like when Darren talks to me. <laughs> Isn't that oh what God. Operation Cobra was all about? Throwing her off the trail? Brilliant. I read the pages, and Henry, you're right, they are dangerous. There is only one way to make sure that she never sees them. I would have asked permission before I did that. Also, there's like actual ink on there, isn't that like not good for breathing? (laughs) I knew you were here to help me. 
That's right, kid, I am. And nothing, not even a curse, is gonna stop that. Oh, she's back. Regina's back to the fire. Yeah, with her. Their dad's beating heart. Ugh. Gosh. Even in a fairy tale world, this is a lot. This is a very dark take, you know? Yeah. Like, we knew the evil queen from the cartoons was rough, like, and sinister, but this was... Rip your dad's heart out literally yeah. dark. And then Black Smoke Monster jumps over to the Lost Island. And she feels good about it. She does. You know, what she finally me. gets what she wants. It's so selfish. It's so, like, you know, like, that she's so overcome by wanting this one person to die that she blows up a whole city, you know, basically. <laughs> and we've seen she's capable of other things. You could have just turned Snow to stone. Yeah. Why was yeah, that not satisfactory? I love you, Daddy. At least she barely Do you, is. though? <laughs> Do you, though? So here's a big reveal. Daddy's name was Henry, which is how she got the name. Remember Giancarlo? Giancarlo. Uh, Sydney comes over to her. Oh, no, no, sorry. <laughs> this scene hasn't happened yet. Uh, someone's going to ask her about how she named her her kid, and she scoots over the question, but she named her him after her dad, Henry. Turns out, I read uh, in the trivia that his name was some random name they didn't care about. It was like hank or something whatever and like not henry and they retconned that his name was henry to have a connection with the child not that that's really an important piece of trivia but it's cool to see how the writing kind of how it changes you know to serve the story oh that was also really heavy did you see that so that was a visual thing they went from henry the tombstone to just a shot of henry and emma leaving the store not saying anything, and then they just cut away. Like, it was just like, see, Henry, Henry? Like, it's, it's yeah. really beaten over the head a little bit. We're also back with the apples. This is the scene I was just referring to that hadn't happened yet. My bad. <laughs> what a mess. Not for long. It's Mr. Gold. What could I do for you, Mr. Gold? Get I it? I was just in the neighborhood, thought I'd pop by. Because his face is gold. Lovely to see you in such high spirits. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been a good day. Has it? You ruined your son psychologically and falsely arrested someone. I imagine she's halfway to Boston by now. I wouldn't bet on that. He still has the same shifty eyes as Rumpelstiltskin and everything. I've seen her strolling down the main street with your boy. Thick as thieves they looked. What? Perhaps you should have come to me. He took such satisfaction in ruining her day. Spawn is a problem you can't fix. I'm only too happy to help. For a price, of course. Drink. <laughs> I'm not in the business of making deals with you anymore. Okay. Hold on. So we've been talking a lot about who remembers what, right? So that is probably the first, like, straight-up direct reference to... Rumpelstiltskin. Because his next, his next line... To which deal are you referring? His yeah. next line is, what deal? And look at you her know face. Yep. So like, so for, so okay. Do you? I don't know if you remember. Obviously, we know what's going on. But like, do you remember when you first saw it? Like, do you know which one of these people remember stuff? Right. Like, or both? Yeah. Like I don't. You know. So the wiki had said, "I want the scene finish first. 
You know what deal. All right, yeah. The boy I procured for you. Aha. So <laughs> weird thinking dark curse. Like that's really good writing. Like it's really Yeah, because so, it could be and, all of these things. Like, you know right. what I mean? It's so like double entendre kind of so now we find out that we know Henry's adopted, but that he is the one who A black market adoption. adoption. For real. Love like, that. Just get a baby from weirdo. Henry. Did I ever tell you what a lovely name that was? There, this oh. is what I mean. <laughs> Yeah. However did you pick it? Yeah. Her face is so good. But you both did know, you want her but to neither of you know that you know, which is just... Right, so you have to have a talking code. Yeah. You're finding Henry wasn't an Do you know? Whatever do you mean? Where did you get him? Why are you asking this ten years later? Do you know something? I have no idea what you're implying. I well, think you do. it's relevant now. Who is this woman? His mother, this Emma Swan. She really no. doesn't know who Emma is. No. I would say you think you know exactly who Yo. she is. Mm-hmm. The passive-aggressive fights in the show that are really my must be going. favorite. Tell Dude, me what you know about her. It's listed in Disney Plus as a soap opera. I didn't know that it was classified as that, and now I get why. <laughs> I'm not going to answer you, dear. So I suggest you excuse me. Uh, You're at her house. You can walk away whenever say you want. Say the magic man. word. Please. please. Oh, he said please and looked directly into her eyes. Look at her face. Her mouth is open. Okay. So as a viewer, if you haven't figured out by now that he remembers and now Regina's looking at him like, oh my God, you know. So he remembers pre-curse. Right? I love that this doesn't come up until 10 years after. Like, Yeah. <laughs> And that's the end of the episode. There you go. Um, so what he, a great ending! It really, it really finishes strong. You know what I mean? So they had suggested that Mister Gold, uh, what his memory was triggered by hearing Emma's name at the end of episode one, which that whole scene of seeing Mister Gold in the first episode wasn't even supposed to happen in the first episode. They wrote that in after the fact to give you a little hook tie-in so that this moment here paid off because they basically suggested that when she asked what her name was and she said emma mr gold was standing there and her saying emma like brought all the memories back to him but it's not super clear because he just keeps saying emma what a nice name blah 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 so like it makes it sound like he already knew like mr gold always knows everything that's kind of the whole point that theory makes sense though that he woke up like that was his little trigger like okay yeah i like that so then the next real thing that he does a bunch of these other things happen that we see but the next real thing that he does in storybrook is go visit regina and just start hard dropping clues that he knows stuff Mm -hmm. what deal are you talking about oh yeah the boy like all this misdirection like henry what about his name he says please like he's just being like bitch i remember okay without (laughs) playing just saying it because we don't do that in storybrook we have to go around about everything yeah passive aggressive till the end um but that so that's also a kind of an interesting thing to to kind of uh swing back around to the end of the first episode was introducing gold as like why is he being so weird about who emma is then you you find out at the end of this episode that he's like oh well and clearly regina knows because she's freaking out too so now we know that at least two people in storybrooke remember pre-curse time so that's that's going to be important uh, moving forward. That was dope. That was really great. Round of applause for the end of that episode. 
That was really good. Uh, what do you, what, MVP, what do you think about the most valuable story brooker? <laughs> this is kind of a hard one, this. this I know, because I have two. Okay. We didn't make any rules for this, so you can do what you want. <laughs> I know, but I'm gonna I'm gonna try to keep on task for episode. I do two. hope that someone actually eventually like puts these on a spreadsheet or something. Right, so makes cool. us our list of rules. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it up to Daddy Regina. Oh my god, me too! Oh my gosh, Daddy Regina winning MVP unanimously. Yeah, we gotta call that something. We gotta call that something at some point yeah. when we have the same yeah, MVP. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, I I had a, my runner up. I'll let you know my runner up was Mr. Gold um, for that flawless okay. performance at the end. But one hundred percent. Daddy Regina gave up his life, okay? He did yeah. not deserve that, and he put up a solid argument before he went out, and he really did dedicate... He was a good dad, you know? He did the best he could with what he had. Yeah, You cannot blame the parent for all um, childhood situations, how your kid turns out. I know sometimes you can, but in this situation, he tried. He really... He did enable a little bit, but he tried to remind uh, her of the good along the way, and it just didn't, yeah. it didn't come out on top for him, but I want him to know that he was seen in our eyes. Yes, yes, Daddy, Daddy Regina Han Solo for sure. Yes, uh, wins wins MVP. Uh, I think my runner up would have to be Gold too because I'm like Sydney is just sniveling and you know running the whole time. He's and like Ugh, he's like a sheriff. Newt. I don't know. He annoys me. Like <laughs> he is. Sheriff Graham is kind of just not taking rolls sides. over so just way of, too easily. Yeah. Not a fan. And like Archie, that whole shenanigans with the like Gross. I told the cops that you lied. You thing, should lose no your thanks. license. Hate and that. And he he did say to Emma like Regina threatened me and she was gonna arrest me and she, but like I get it. He's scared. Everybody's scared. But who's like Daddy stood up to her yeah. and just like looked at her in the face and and just took it in the heart. One uh, more for Daddy and, Regina. Just so yeah, deserving. Absolutely. Like wow. Absolutely. Very very nice. Um. So what is our rating out of five stars? We need to call this something. Like, we need to have, like, a fake awards with the Mackies. I'm going to give it a 3-5 today. <laughs> Goodbye. 3-5. I was, I was saying solid three stars. And it was the a little slow. because it took too long. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. The last 15, flawless. Yeah. <laughs> I also am going to be a little bit critical. I don't like where they started Regina's backstory. I wish we started off with why she hates Snow. I actually love that they oh. work us backwards. And the reason is because you, you start, and this is a lost thing, right? You learn about Sawyer being a con man. Right. Very, very early on. One of his first backstories. Like he's he's sniveling. He's he's manipulative. And as you start to learn more, it starts to pull the the blanket back a little yeah. bit and pull, pull the wood so that you start to get revealed that it's not these the this type of writing relies on you as a human being. To make snap judgments on people because TV is kind of quick. It's that, that little snippet. You don't get the whole movie. You only get this one episode, which is like a little tiny piece of the movie. Like right? Saeed is a so, terrorist. <laughs> exactly. 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 That Kate is a criminal that all these people are. But why, though? You you know, okay. you, so right. so like to to know to learn about the uh, all we're going to be f- 
just force fed for so many episodes is regina's evil regina's evil evil queen doesn't get more evil than that and the the, se- the second episode they show us hardcore murdering her like blood relative on screen with no remorse oh. and the fact that they could come back from that and still give her an arc is incredible. So I really like the fact that they really start us with what we know. They start us with something comfortable. We know that the evil queen, by name, is evil. So they're like, here's how evil, though. Like, really, like, like more, way the more worst evil than of you the worst evil. Yeah. So the fact that they can start unraveling that and turning it into something means you have to start from a really dark place. And, and boy, is this dark for TV, you know? I, I think, I mean, you know what? I changed my mind. I think 3.5 is decent because the whole episode was a three and the last 15 minutes. Don't bump it up to a four because we have some really solid four no, episodes. No, yeah, absolutely. But I think a full half point just for the last little bit of how they revealed that would like, because we do get some episodes later that are the entire episode is that many twists, you know? But this like was like... We started, <laughs> yeah. You... So you're like, oh, you guys are going to do us like this from now on. Mm-hmm. I get it. So, yeah. A 3.5 across the board. I have a feeling that we're going to be picking a lot of the same MVPs yeah. and a lot of the same ratings. Because we have this a similar sensibilities about about things, We vibe with our, this our kind taste. of stuff. Yeah. We do. Uh, before we go, as, as we do here on the Storybook Circus, we should talk about or, or listen to the promo for the next episode, which will be Snow Falls. So it's probably going to be a snow <laughs> episode. So let's listen to this. All new next Sunday. Queen wants your heart, and we're not going to disappoint her. When they first met, Prince Charming was the hero. You saved me. Now it's Gag. Snow White's turn. You want me to read to a coma patient. To save him. He grabbed my hand. He's remembering. Yes? Something's happened. ABC's Once Upon a Time. All new next Sunday at 8, 7 central. So John Doe's waking up. Yeah, like this, this really, the mystery behind all this is so, so good. This is also episode two, stupid trivia, is one of the few episodes that, um, uh, the storybook version of Charming, whose name we don't know yet, doesn't appear in this episode. They don't really go back to the hospital at all in this episode. So it's the only one where Charming appears, but the storybook version of Charming does not um, because it wasn't important. But next week's episode is going to be all about their backstory and how they met. So see, again, we started by meeting them on their wedding day, which was post uh, the Snow White story that we know. He kisses her. They live happily ever after. Well, we start from the happily ever after part and then find out about this whole curse. So now we're going to go backwards and find out about their kind of origin story. So that's going to be super fun. We're going to kind of... So we obviously there's... A, we, in, in our modern culture, right, we got since the Snow White cartoon, we've gotten the Huntsman series of Snow White movies, right? And Shout again, out to Kristen Stewart. <laughs> Yeah, well, and Charlize Theron, is that the, right, the, the yeah. queen, the white queen? That was a and weird wait, movie, one of the Hemsworth brothers is... Oh, really? Is the Archer? Am I wrong? I don't know. Let's look it up. Because <laughs> I, I That would be embarrassing. Snow White uh, and the Huntsman cast. Let's see. Charlize Theron, Kristen Stewart, Chris Hemsworth is the Huntsman. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. I am not embarrassed. Dude, killed it. Um, if we... Bob Hoskins is in that movie? Bob Hoskins of... Who framed Roger Rabbit? It's a wild okay. cast, I'm telling you. 
Toby Jones, dang, this is a really good cast. If we ever end up starting a Patreon for some reason, this is probably going to be the first movie that we would do that's like related to our show. I feel like that would be really appropriate. That's really cool. The Brothers Grimm, though. Oh, true. We got some good ones. There's some some good potential content. Favorite old school movies for me. Like nice. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, well, I guess that wraps up our show. Um, that that was all. If again, if you'd like to call our voicemail, it's two zero seven five three six eight five one two. Our email is the sbcpod at gmail.com. Our Instagram is also the sbcpod at gmail.com. Uh, that's all the social media we have right now. We're gonna kind of, we're starting small and we're gonna kind of expand as we go. And don't feel free to uh, hit us up on any one of these three platforms to talk about this because if you want it on the air we will read it if you do not feel comfortable leaving a voicemail i get phone anxiety so absolutely absolutely uh speaking of which we are officially on apple podcasts woohoo and if you really like our show and you want other people to hear our show the easiest way to do that is to give us a five-star review and write in. So if you write in a five-star review, not only will it um, bump the show up and let other people find it too, if you have other Once Upon a Fan fans out there that you know you want you want to enjoy this stuff, um, but it will also uh, alert us and we will read your five-star reviews on the air at the beginning of the episodes. Will so, we cry? Possibly. Probably. Likely. More Very than, likely. yeah. Yep. Oh, I didn't play the lost sound. No, there weren't that many. I forgot. That's okay. We'll get better at podcasting. So uh, if you'd like to five star review us, not. and then you might you want to tell us about how bad we're doing, but still give us a five star review, we will still read it on the air because we can take. Yeah, your writing can be contradictive to the five stars. That's fine. If you yeah, know, that's fine. If you hate it, give us five stars and then tell us why you hate it. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, uh, until next time, Isla. That was fun. And I guess I'll catch you next time on episode three. Woohoo. Brookies out. <laughs> love it. Brookies. That's we're going to be brookies from now on. I love that. <laughs> I love it a lot. <laughs> oh, man.